0: My son, Sam Sullivan, uh, this is Michael Sullivan. Uh, we're here for a second podcast together, and I am just uh, have the opportunity to sit down with you, Sam, because uh, you live in California. We don't see each other that often yep. anymore. And um, so I wanted to take the opportunity to sit you down and ask you some questions and let you have an opportunity to tell our audience uh, about your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with... Uh, the the holy spirit and what he's been doing in your life um so yeah so you're now uh, 31 and going to be 32 in august and in recent years uh after mary mary and caitlin now you got a couple kids truman and annalisa that are uh four years old and one-year-old. She just had her one-year-old yep. birthday yesterday yep. uh, that we celebrated. Um, but uh, I know that the Lord has been uh, really stirring you up in recent years and awakening you and, and taking you up into some new levels of moving in the Holy Spirit, ministering to uh, other people by the holy spirit and also just in your own personal uh communion with god that there's more stuff uh happening so maybe a good place to start uh would be to just ask you how as you look back on your history Mm -hmm. what what were the catalytic things that that brought you into these new realms
1: yeah yeah i think um there are several things that were kind of building blocks for me experiencing God in a, in a more personal way and more revelatory, dynamic way, um, beyond the last podcast, which was a little bit more of the contemplative, you know, personal experience of just God's presence. But in His presence, there's also these manifest moments where He He really shows up in powerful ways, and kind of shows, shows some of his glory off to us, just even a little glimpse of his glory, you know, um, is is a very, very powerful experience for humans. <laughs> yes. You know, And we see that throughout Scripture, you know, with Moses and the burning bush, you know, and to actually see God's glory was such a, you know, a powerful thing. But if we're talking about just seeing the back of the Lord, you know. And this was Moses, you know. <laughs> so we're talking about a, a heavy hitter type of guy, and uh, who's a major leader in his time. Being able to take just a, a glimpse of God's glory is is life changing. I mean, forever changing. And,
0: and Jesus said to us in John 17 in his prayer, "The glory, Father, that you have given to me, I have given to them, so that these amazing things can happen. The oneness." with each other the oneness with the trinity and so that the world will know that i was sent from you and so the sharing of glory christ sharing the glory of god with his followers is very important to world evangelism and it's and it's obviously for this era it's not for after the second coming because he's talking about the world having a witness of the glory of god through the body of christ
1: absolutely and I, I think, you know, the, the passage, it says, you know, uh, the mystery of the gospel revealed is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And the real connection that we get to have now in Christ to the Lord and to uh, his kingdom is, is so profound. I think that the church is just on the brink of understanding that. And there's so much more to be known, so much more to be revealed to us uh, even though so much has been revealed to Scripture, not all of it's unlocked in our souls and in the soul of the Church, if you will. We, the the truths in Scripture are almost like these, uh, these, these beautiful letters written to us from heaven that we haven't opened yet. Um, even though we've maybe read through them, <laughs> there's there's deep treasures to be found in the Word of God, and also in encountering. The word of God who is Jesus and encountering Jesus and encountering him by the Holy Spirit and having relationship with him and historically for me that looked like it's several things some were uh, a lot of times I experienced God at a young age was through dreams and I would have you know very detailed long uh, dreams almost like a movie you know where you're seeing this kind of story unfold and uh, in the dreams there was Almost always, you know, I knew it was a God dream when there was a God element or an element of uh, war going on. And so there was a lot of warfare dreams, you know, where, you know, the, the light was fighting the dark, you know. And um, at first it scared me because I, I wasn't sure how to handle that. Fortunately, you guys were able to walk me through a lot of those dreams and I could talk to you about them. So that was an important thing for me to, as a young prophetic person to have a safe place to process those types of experiences. What's going on with me? Is this God? Is this me? Is this the enemy? And being able to discern rightly you know, which kind of falls into which category. Um, and then there were you know, experiencing the audible voice of God once when I was very young and having a, a very powerful encounter with him. And hearing him call my name, and that was that was when you know the light turned on. That you know God is intimately involved and has a, a purpose for my life. It's um, the purpose has been unfolding. It's a journey to uh, to kind of it's like a scroll that keeps you know being brought out. You d- you don't you don't get to read the entire story at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You, the scroll is being you know rolled Un- unrolled. unrolled throughout your life, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, but God knows the story, and He He knows the He knows the beginning, and the end. He is the beginning, and the end. So there's this uh, great comfort that I find in the Father, um, knowing that He's up there, you know, along with uh, the great cloud of witnesses, rooting me on in my personal walk, but also rooting on the body of Christ at large, that we all collectively. Have a great purpose. Christ in you, the hope of glory, isn't just only Christ in me and Christ in you. It's Christ in the body of Christ. It's Christ in the church. It's Christ in us as a collective group. That He has a He has laid it all out for us so that we can manifest His life and manifest His love in the world, and uh, and the world will know us by the fruit, and so this aspect of encountering God and even uh, seeing Him being put on display by the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit, you, we begin to see that you know, God wants to actively use the body of Christ as um, co-agents in His master plan yes. to, to show His glory um, to the world yes. and to defeat darkness as He did on the cross. But to once and for all, you know cast it out so that um, you know the redemption of the the entire planet can be had, you know, and I, I think that is part of the master plan in so many ways. It's the, the groan of all creation we see in Romans, mm-hmm. uh, Romans eight, right? right? You mm-hmm. know there's a groan inside of all creation, humans especially.
0: One of the things I find is that there are a lot of Christians who believe in the omnipresence of God. But we, the scripture also speaks about the manifest presence of God. And so, an om, we have an omnipresent God who loves to manifest his presence. He's, he's free, he's able to localize his presence and make his creation very aware of how nearby he is. And in scripture, whenever the manifest presence of God comes into a situation, uh, uh, a situation of a prayer or a situation of ministry, or, you know, just sometimes random situations, that's when the door to the miraculous realm opens up and the Holy Spirit's manifest presence makes a way for the miracles to take place. Yeah, absolutely. So so you've been cultivating the uh, a, a, a relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through the last few mm-hmm. years in a significant way, a yeah. more significant way. So what are some of the dynamics of that for you?
1: Yeah, I... You know, I think um, God, I, I look at what God's been doing in my life and, and around us and it's a lot of it's just it blows me away it blows me away what he's doing um, and it's the emphasis on what he's doing because God is doing amazing things and what I'm finding is that he, he wants me to be a part of that journey um, he, he wants us to be part of that journey and oftentimes we, you know, maybe sidestep His his way of doing things and try to do it in our own strength. And, and that's where I feel God kind of wooing me back to His ways of doing things and saying, hey, I'm here, I'm doing these things, I just want to open your eyes to see that I'm actually doing it. Okay. And the more that my eyes are being opened, the more blown away and honored and just... Filled with love and worship and just excitement about what he's doing.
0: Yeah. So would you say the testimonies of other people have been inspiring you because yeah. it gives you this broader view of what God's doing globally? Yes. So you tune into the testimonies going on. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I, I think you know that's an important component is that you know we're bearing witness to these stories of how God's intervening in our lives. And how God's been with us the whole way in a lot of ways that we never even knew. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the greatest revelations is is when, you know, in the darkest hour of our life, when God reveals to us that he was there, you know, his heart breaking with ours or his hand
0: holding ours and or holding us up when we couldn't hold ourselves up. And I think Or protecting us and providing for us in ways we didn't perceive at the time. Yes. But in retrospect, he shows us where he was doing things that we thought he was maybe a million miles away. And he was right there.
1: Yep, absolutely. And so, you know, I think, you know, for me, what's been fun is to see God put himself on display through miraculous ways, through prophetic um you know, utterance or prophetic words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Um, He uses me, you know, through dreams a lot. I'll help dream about people or um, I'll have a spontaneous word of knowledge for somebody uh, during a prayer meeting or or during a home group or um, even sometimes when I'm speaking. And, you know, I've found that, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot, a lot that God wants to communicate to the body of Christ and to the world. And um, I think the next move of God is going to be one where personal transformation and signs and wonders are not um, separate entities, but deeply grafted into each other. And it doesn't have to look one comes first and then the other necessarily. I, I think if we create too much form around these things, we 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 may be missing out on what God's doing in real time. You know, we spend a lot of time trying to pin God down or to, you know, create the, um, the the construct around Him, and then all of a sudden He's moving in a different way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So really, for me, it's about Lord, what are You doing today? You know, what what are You wanting to do today? I don't want to just you know repeat something that I've done before in the past because it worked once. Um, I wanted I want to be in step with with your step. I want to be in step with your heart and beat to your drum. So a lot of it, you know, is about the personal walk with him um, kind of starting to beat to the same rhythm that he beats to. And sometimes it's fast and sometimes it's slow. Sometimes it's dynamic and sometimes it's not. And it's being willing to kind of ride those waves as it were. And right now I I live in Hollywood and I'm seeing a huge wave in Los Angeles beginning to come. And I've seen it in dreams and some revelatory times I've had with the Lord and visions, usually in the middle of the night where I'm seeing a huge wave coming over Hollywood and um, over LA. And it's a it's a wave of mercy, it's a wave of love, it's a wave of breakthrough. And it's really his kingdom coming. It's, uh, you know, our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm seeing a huge wave coming over Hollywood, and I think I've been reading and talking with other prophetic people who are seeing the same thing. And the the beauty of that is it's not just one person. It's it's what God's up to. And so the invitation to the church is: Are we going to get in on what God's doing, um, or are we you know going to be too concerned about? Uh, you know, our own personal life and not see what God's up to. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really turning our eyes to heaven and not keeping our eyes uh, locked down, you know, kind of below the cloud line, but getting up above the cloud line and seeing from a bird's eye view. What is, what is God doing in the earth? It's easy to get kind of discouraged by events or discouraged by things going on in our lives or in our culture or society. Um, political stuff or social stuff, you know. There's all these different poles or these movements, um, but God is bigger than that. God is more. He's transcendent. He's also immutable or unchanging. Um, and you know, one of the next greatest lies that I think the enemies try to tell us is that, you know, we're never going to change. And so we live in a society where we're we're really fighting hard right now to not be accountable for change. And, uh, the, the irony is that we're, we're trying to change a lot of people in the process. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and really the thing is, is we, we are, we are changing at all times. You know, our, our lives are changing. Our personalities may have a a pure essence or a form, but life is, is changing. God does not change. And so there's a, an encouragement in that in my heart and even a, a desire for people to know, hey, you know, we don't have to be so tight, tightly gripped on this idea that I am who I am. And it reminds me of Moses in you know, that experience he had with the burning bush where God revealed himself as the I am. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's foolish of us to superimpose an idea that I am who I am in a self-protective way when we're, we're, you know, creatures, not the creator. And our creator is the only I am. He is the ultimate I am. And, uh, you know, it's just an interesting phrase that I've found in my generation where we use it very loosely. I am who I am, or it is what it is in this defeatist way. Uh, when we're not, we're not actually defeated when in when we're in christ we are more than conquerors when we're in christ
0: we have freedom and it it's... and we're also being progressively transformed from yeah. one degree of glory <laughs> to another into his image to be restored to his image well, let me change subject just a little bit you're a you're a busy dad a young father with two kids and um, a beautiful wife and and there's a lot of family responsibilities that come with that then you're also uh, engaged in the film industry as a cinematographer and director sometimes and other jobs that you do as a freelancer Uh, how how do you make space in in your busy life for the lord and how do you incorporate those assignments into your walk with God.
1: Yeah, that's good. I think that's part of the journey, you know, honestly, it's it's never I'm it's not a perfect uh science for sure that I'm operating in, but uh I think daily bread is one really important principle I see in the scripture, you know, is spending time with Jesus daily and just getting time with him however that looks. Uh whether it's in the morning or in the evening or, you know, in the shower or whatever. Um, for me, car, the car is actually a great way. The uh,
0: People in L.A. spend a lot of time in the car. Yes, we spend a lot
1: of time in the car, so I, I spend a lot of time with Jesus in the car. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, which has been you know a blessing in disguise, really. Yeah. Um, so I, I take those times seriously and am and, and grateful for them. Um, they're actually really good for me, usually. Um, and it also is a test, because it's easy to get impatient while you're in the car <laughs> in L.A. Mm-hmm. But um, the car is a big one. And then, um, you know, I, I think, you know, one thing that my wife and I make a point to do is spend time with Jesus every day in the morning. And that that is starting off the day as much as we're able to uh, be in the word, to pray, to encourage each other. Um, every morning around the breakfast table, we we go around even with our kids and we say what we're thankful for, um, today, whether it's a friend or a family member or, you know, something that we're just excited about and being able to be grateful and to do practice gratefulness. Um, it's really, it's one of the best defenses against a cynical mindset is just being grateful.
0: Yeah. We've said gratitude is the password onto God's uh, information superhighway, yeah. you know. So that's the password. If you're grateful, thankful, then you're getting in tune. You're attuning yourself to God because uh, He says that the world became dark because people no longer were thankful. You know, yes. in Romans one. So we want to make sure that we. Stay really, really thankful. Even thankful for hard things. Yep. That's a real challenge. But the apostles taught this to us in the yep. New Testament again and again. Being thankful in every situation because God's always teaching us something through every situation and He teaches us through challenges. One of the things for me in terms of the revelation
1: kind of gifting that we we're talking about with prophecy is, you know, being diligent to write it down. And often I'm getting revelation in the middle of the night, whether I'm asleep or awake. I'll, I'll be receiving from God, you know, in an early, early morning. And um, one of the, the stretching dynamics for me is being faithful to document it and being faithful to track it. Um, and you see that throughout scripture. I mean, we had scribes, you know, it was built into the culture. <laughs> it's like, we're going to scribe this down. And there's a, a diligence required for us to, to, to be able to operate in new levels of revelation. I think there's a principle of us being stewards of that. And God's going to continue speaking to people who are willing to be stewards. He's not just speaking to people who are gifted um, because he is the gift giver. You know, so he's actually giving gifts to people all the time, and um, the gift of revelation, as it were, really, you know, we we get to maximize it the more that we're willing to say, like Isaiah, you know, here I am, Lord, send me, and um, it's that it's from a place of humility that he's going to bestow more honor and more authority, and. I think that's kind of what I'm beginning to experience. The more that I am willing to go low and say, you know, and not make it about me being gifted, it's making it about God as the gift giver and that I have an awesome kind of responsibility, but also a great joy of being able to partner with him and, you know, tracking it and seeing lord how can we pass this down to the next generation how can we spread this around the world how can you know the ministry of the, the gifts of the holy spirit or the the fivefold ministry how could this be grafted into society you know um, sometimes prophecy is is meant not just for the church it's also meant for the world and you know being in arts and entertainment which is very much a prophetic mountain in our society um, you know I think that gift is especially needed in that world it's especially under attack too by the enemy sure. there's a lot of gifted people who are um, no. who are struggling because yeah. you know the enemy is trying to get them down and keep their voices
0: quenched yeah. you know and not release it talk a little bit about your relationship to the bible itself and how God speaks to you through the bible and what your you know process is with scripture
1: when I engage with the scripture I, I feel that I'm engaging with God yeah. I feel like it's him speaking to me and um, so there's a there's a discipline side to it where you know okay let's pick a, a passage or pick a book you know and go through a plan and that's fine um, and it's actually really important you know it's a good routine to get into but also allowing God to breathe life into those times of reading where we're not just studying um, for the sake of head knowledge, but we're studying for the sake of revelatory knowledge and uh, or, you know, God's knowledge. And that, that's what's exciting to me when I engage in Scripture. So, you know, it's, at times it's very dynamic. Other times it's a curious process, you know, where it's kind of following a thread and seeing how different passages are connected and seeing how the Old and New Testament are connected or right. all of these different kind of hidden secrets within the, the Word, you know, yeah, which is really fun. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, kind of, of like true. treasure. It's like a treasure map, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to go and see these different steps on the journey, and it leads to these amazing treasures as we dig deeper
0: mm-hmm. into it. That's great. So, so the Scripture is fundamental in your experience with uh, the Spirit of Revelation. Talk a little bit about because uh, I know this happens to you on a pretty regular basis you, you've talked a little bit about dreams we know what that's like there's a spirit of revelation that comes upon you when when you're asleep and you get a spiritual dream from God and that's been a main one of the main ways he's been communicating to you because he gives you real specific uh, information about situations and people in dreams and then lo and behold when you share those dreams with p- those people that you're led to share with then it's meaningful to them, and it it paves the way for the Lord to, you know, make a breakthrough in their life. Yeah. So we know what that's like a little bit. You talk a little bit about when you're conscious, so you're, uh, when the spirit of revelation comes on you, what do you feel, what's it like for you, how does it operate in you and through you? Yeah. I I think you know when I'm
1: awake or ministering in like a a public context um or in a small group or some kind of personal meeting or whatever I I revelation comes on me um usually I always feel peace mm-hmm. and my I feel peace in my physical body I feel peace in my heart and that's what I wait for you know if I'm not at rest in my soul I that's when I feel God, even as I'm developing in this, always encouraging me, pause, just pause and wait for me. Yeah. Um, Cause he's there, you know, it's a little theologically incorrect to say, Holy spirit come. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's with us. It's just Holy spirit manifest yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, help mm-hmm. us to see you because we know you're there. It's a, more about us and than, than about him in that way. <laughs> um, but I think, that's where I, for me, in a very personal way, it, it's about, you know, Lord, I'm waiting to feel that that touch from you, that that touch of peace, that touch of rest. Um, and it's from that place that revelation begins to flow. Um, so I I see pictures in, you know, visionary ways, but I also yeah. see words. I also, I also see visions of words. And mm-hmm. so there's, you know, kind of a, a play play on of yeah. that where it's like I'm actually seeing words come up over people's heads or their hearts or you know different areas that it helps me to know how to pray for them or to give a word to them
0: and um, as you and through the years as you started to share what you see lo and behold it applies they know it's yeah. something from God which builds your confidence yeah. that you kind of get on a confidence roll where it's like okay I've experienced this before and it was right I think this is really right you grow in this and your authority your spiritual authority grows
1: yes yeah and I I kind of view the the prophecy gift as really like a um, almost like you're in a band with the Lord (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's not a solo act Mm -hmm. it's really not you're actually part of the band Mm -hmm. and you know it's working when you're flowing as the band you know so as i'm if i'm in sync with his rhythm um, things begin to flow in a much more natural way so it's like playing a song as a as a musician it's, it just continues on and it flows naturally yeah. um and, and there are challenges in it you know there are times when i feel god telling me to say things that i'm not confident are
0: true you take a risk
1: yeah you <laughs> have to take a risk and so there's a, a element where Okay, Lord, is this you? And and then waiting t- for that confirmation yeah. um, from Him. For me, it, sometimes it comes in a physical manifestation. You huh. know, where I'll have sensations in my physical body to, that are cues to let me know it's God. Wow, well, um, yeah. I and, experience that too. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. really it, it's really a unique way of you know ministering.
0: For me, it's like a it's like an energy that comes on my body that is a unique energy, and I know the feeling. It's a feeling you know, physical feeling of the Holy Spirit's presence.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and so sometimes I get spontaneous words and then sometimes I'll get words, you know, ahead of time. And so it's um, it's really taking a time to pray ahead of ministry and and just listening. And God will give me names of people at times or um, issues to be praying for, physical, you know, things that people might be struggling with, you sure. know, uh, that they need healing in. And so then it's, it's stepping out in faith, that, okay, Lord, you spoke this, so I'm trusting that this means something to somebody. And and the, the kind of challenging part is, you know, maybe it, it may not hit right away. And that's the other kind of dynamic. Sometimes it hits immediately and it, somebody understands what it means. But I've had people come back to me a day or a week later and say, I
0: know what your word (laughs) means now, (laughs) right. You know, or for some people it's a year later. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Sam, for me, it's sometimes 20 years later. (laughs) I've had people come up to me and tell me that, you know, 20 years ago you gave me a word and I didn't understand it at the time, but I do now.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: It's amazing.
1: So it's trusting that God is planting. It's almost like planting seeds and that those seeds, you know, God's going to water them, you know, and bring other people along
0: to help nurture those things I've seen those seeds like time bombs sometimes where it's like one of them going to go off today another one goes off next week another one goes off in 10 years you know yeah and so you're planting time bombs sometimes with these words
1: yeah absolutely and I think timing is the key there too it's uh you know ultimately when we're flowing with that prophetic rhythm you know the the goal is to be speaking things that are a word in season you know, and and it doesn't mean people always like what God has to say. Sure, there is an element to that, but it may be what they need to hear. Right, and um, whether it's a word of encouragement or a word of correction, um, it's knowing that our Father is good no matter what. And so when he when he's giving a word of correction, it's done out of a heart of love, not yes. out of a heart of uh, you know hatred at all. It's always love. It's always
0: uh, coming from his nature. Always know? has hope in it, embedded in it. Yeah. Always has hope. So I wanted to come back to visions. And, and I, I, a lot of times when visions come up, people really have never had them before, aren't sure what they are. So I always say it's kind of like a night dream or a daydream. Almost everybody's had a night dream or daydream. And you know how vivid they can be yeah. those, those pictures in your head. I said a vision is like that, except you're not night dreaming and you're not daydreaming. It's yes. just a picture that's in your head that's that's clear. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when people uh, experience visions, um, then share them if they're from the Lord, then they're gonna they're gonna land. Yes. And make a difference.
1: Yeah, and and there's been a probably only a handful of occasions where the vision for me, and this is a developing area but it's where it's, I'm actually seeing something in the natural realm, you know? So I would say it's almost, that's when it, it go into like an open vision category, um, which some people operate in and that's the way they see. I, I find that people with discerning of spirits, you know, gifts are actually able to see more physically, yeah. What's going on in the spirit realm, if yes. that makes sense? So it's almost like a transparent layer or a super superimposed layer of what's happening,
0: yes,
1: in the, the spiritual realm, yeah. you know,
0: of what's going on in the natural, right? Um, yeah. and, and open vision is a good description of that, yeah. People have their eyes open, they're actually seeing something, you know, superimposed on the natural realm that is from the Lord,
1: yes, absolutely. So yeah that's that's one area that you know happens on occasion but a lot of it's um it's it is like a kind of like a daydream i guess is how i would describe it yeah
0: yeah so and and so this is happening pretty regularly for you now when you pray for people when you preach I know that you preach from time to time publicly Mm -hmm. um so you're you're beginning to experience this in a a more intensified way in recent years
1: yeah yeah and and it had it comes in waves you know there will be seasons you know where it's it comes in waves more recently really since the advent of 2016 there's just been like a light switch that flipped on Mm -hmm. um and i would have you know in the past i would have you know two or three months of uh flow in this area but then in uh, since 2016 it's just been much more of a strong current and i i do think of it like a current or a river that i'm getting into rather than a river, necessarily, that's coming from me. <laughs> um, I, and I, I see what I'm beginning to see for the body of Christ at large is like that wave that I saw over Los Angeles. I think there's a, uh, there is a there is a current that is starting to hit the body of Christ in the world um, in more powerful ways.
0: He's doing unprecedented things in human history, in our generation. There's global movements going on of the Holy Spirit where, you know, there's there's an increase and an acceleration of salvations taking place, of church plants going on, of Bibles being translated into languages, al- almost all languages, you know, pretty soon they're going to have the Bible in every language, and, and much more accessible uh, because of digital technology, and there's uh, signs and wonders that are being testified to by credible witnesses in ways that we've never seen before in human history. So God's doing unprecedented things and we need, those, we need to hear those testimonies and like I say, just understand that we're getting swept up and swept into something that, that is global in nature. And, um, and we have our, our local uh, responsibilities and assignments uh, that are a part of that big picture. Absolutely. Why don't you say a prayer for everybody listening in terms of um, a, a greater spirit of uh, revelation?
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Well, Jesus, I thank you, God, that you are the God of hope. You're the God of love, and you're the God of joy, Lord. And I thank you that we we get to have everlasting joy and love uh, because of the cross, because of what you did on the cross for us, but also, Lord, because you filled us um through with that resurrection power, Lord. And I yes. just pray for the body of Christ at large, Lord, all over the world, that the, the body of Christ would be filled with the spirit of revelation, that we become hungry not only for knowledge and wisdom in a human sense, but we would be hungry for your revelation. Um, we'd be hungry for your knowledge. So lead us Lord into greater waves of revelation. And I also pray, Lord, that uh, we become more bold. We be, become more bold in our workplace, more bold in our families, more bold in ministry. Um, wherever we are, Lord, that we be bold with your love. And we be bold with the things that you are impressing on our hearts to, to do um, with you, Lord. And I just ask God that you would pour out signs and wonders in powerful ways across the entire globe that people, more and more people would be drawn to you and it would confirm that, Jesus, you are the one true God. It would confirm that you are the one true King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I just pray for that anointing to rest and in, in greater numbers of people, young and old, would begin to operate in that Joel uh, anointing that, uh, you know, young men would dream dreams and old men would have visions. And and this is all leading up to a great uh, coming of the Lord. And uh, and I thank you that you are on the move here now. That it's not just an escape from our planet, but it is a redemption process and a d- redemption plan. So I just pray for hope to fill uh, the hearts of The body of Christ, Lord, encourage to fill us, God, that we would not be afraid, that we wouldn't uh, hold back uh, in any way uh, or form, Lord, but we would just go for it in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Amen. Sam, thanks for spending some time with me today. Love you, Dad. Love you, too. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. If you want to follow along with what we're doing, A great way is through Facebook, New Hope Community, Kansas City. And also our website is www.radius-group.org. God bless you and have a great day.